In the bustling landscape of South Korea's technology sector, one mid-sized firm has emerged as a trailblazer in the field of artificial intelligence. The company specializing in natural language processing and AI-driven solutions has become Korea's first SME to ever develop a large language model named Lucia. This morning, we connect with Mr. Tony Lee, CEO of SaltLooks, to hear more about the company's leading journey in the field of AI. Thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Thank Good you morning. for your having me. We appreciate you joining us so early in the morning, but I also understand you start mm -hmm. your days pretty early. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> um, I think for our listeners here and abroad, we ought to explain what your company does and why the achievement was so uh, such a big feat. Uh, developing uh, a large language model, or LLM, is, mm -hmm. I think, remarkable for even tech giants. Uh, consumers marvel at it. But for a small, medium-sized enterprise to do so, a first in South Korea is amazing. And this is despite mm -hmm. tech giants like Neighbors, Hyperclover, for example, Kakao's Code GPT, also mm -hmm. very much leading the race. Can you tell us a little bit about the strengths of Lucia and your company's own generative language model? Yeah, um, Lucia significantly improves on two problems uh, with uh, the existing large language models. The first one is the, uh, something that the AI gives incorrect answers. We call it um, the hallucinations. And the second one uh, is the ability to answer questions by referring to real-time information. In case of ChatGPT, the hallucination rate uh, is as high as 7%, and it cannot answer questions after 2022. In Lucia, we've cut uh, hallucination in half, and one of the features uh, we've enhanced is the uh, security and uh, permission management to, to make it safer for enterprise purposes. Uh, could you explain, just for our listeners who may not understand, what exactly is hallucination? Yeah, is, uh, there is a saying, something like the wrong answers. Okay. It's because of the fundamental uh, algorithms of transformer and the GPT algorithms, because of the vector transformations or statistics based, uh, you know, sentence generation. So saying something wrong and sometimes liars, uh, that is a hallucination. Uh, Mr. Tony Lee, I, I think the tech world and consumers generally love an underdog story, which is kind of the highlight of your company. I mean, there are these major players mm. with massive scales and massive investments. And so to hear right. that a mid-sized firm right out of Korea is also part of this race is, I think, exciting. Uh, there's a lot of media attention on your company. But I've got to ask you, I feel like the odds must have been stacked against you. What were some of the biggest challenges you faced along the way? And of course, most importantly, <clears throat> how did you overcome them? Yeah, uh, well, um, to develop great AI technology, we need the talented AI people, researchers, large amount of high quality data and high performance, large scale uh, GPU machines. And my company, Solus, uh, is not a tech giant like Google or Microsoft. And it is hard to get all uh, these three at the same time. Solux has found the, uh, I mean, that uh, has focused on uh, one area of artificial intelligence and invested more than 50 billion US dollars, uh, not billion, a million US dollars 
in AI research uh, during last 23 years. And we have, I mean that we uh, were fortunate to have uh, passionate research center 20 years accumulated the data for our own large language models. Mm. And so three years ago, we went public on Costa, and uh, which gave us enough funds to uh, purchase GPU machines. And one more, Solux has been able to make a lot of technical advances through research collaborations with uh, a lot of universities and the national laboratories over uh, the past 10 years. Uh, which have played an important role in developing Lucia. Uh, Mr. Tony, do you ever rest? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it feels like for the last uh, few decades you haven't stopped. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so frankly speaking, the, in a week, uh, usually I walk uh, 70 you know, more than 70 hours in a week is very hard. <laughs> and, and we're talking about lowering from 50 hour work weeks. You work 70 hours. So, you know, I, I'm not a labor founder. <laughs> That's different. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so because you're the founder and CEO, I've got to ask you this question. Uh, the central government continues to promise support mm -hmm. in Korea's IT sector, one of the country's most significant growth engines. They clearly want to help SME but how to do so more efficiently, I think, is a big question. As the founder and CEO of a leading AI company, is there anything you'd ask from the government? Yeah. Do you need political answers or practical answers? <laughs> how about a little bit of both? <laughs> um, so anyway, I, I can summarize it um, as consistency and uh, continuity of policy and support for the fundamental technology development with uh, cultivating good researchers. And uh, uh, one more thing, uh, I think that government should be a stepping stone for many startups to realize their dreams. And um, I heard that next year, the, uh, the Korean government has cut the budget in many areas, especially the R&D budget. And I think many university researchers, uh, professors, and uh, smart companies, including startups, uh, will support a lot. Uh, the good news is that the uh, investment in AI uh, will be uh, maintained, I heard. But many people are worried about the future because the AI is the a kind of a melting point and the convergent result of many fields like math mathematics, computer science, mm -hmm. languages, semiconductors, and et cetera. So uh, I hope government uh, will be focused on more deal about the fundamental technology supporting and uh, you know, funding more. You went with a practical answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I think, more conducive to the conversation. Uh, Mr. Lee, uh, Korea is one of the most wired nations in the world. I, I think even visitors to this state is amazed that we get uninterrupted internet in our subway rides. And that's that's still amazing. Um, it's perhaps in the grand spectrum of things we have to ask, how do you assess Korea's level of AI-based machine learning or more specifically language learning compared to other major players like the United States? It's one thing to be wired and have access to internet, but to be a leader in the AI race is a different conversation topic. Yeah, I can say. Uh, South Korea is uh, clearly in the top three in the world. Okay. I promise. 
(laughs) (laughs) The United States, China, and then South Korea. But the comparing to the United States, the gap is very large. Most of the fundamental technologies were coming from the United States, and Korea is uh, uh, playing catch up. So uh, in the future, the gap may get even bigger, I think so. The Korean AI companies are suffering and thinking a lot about the strategic planning for the next step. We have to focus on the very narrow areas and uh, to get the, uh, how can I say, specialties and um, also uh, strengths against the two world players. Okay, so specialties and focusing on our strengths as opposed to trying to close in that gap, because realistically speaking, you're seeing maybe a gap between the first and second, and then the first and the third might be a little bit too big. Yeah, that's my thing. Okay. Um, When it comes to um, just generally artificial intelligence, I think from a consumer perspective and the regulator's perspective, there's ongoing fear or maybe even concerns around are there enough regulations to protect us from things like AI takeover? Or what if advanced AI falls in the hands of the wrong government that Mm -hmm. don't play by this global standard? So again, I think it's important to ask, what are the current regulations in place for the use of artificial intelligence in Korea, and how does it compare to other countries? Uh, um, well, the uh, regulatory framework is not yet clear, as it is uh, in the you know most other countries. So it's uh, under the discussions. I'm one of the committee members in a working group to prepare a national AI regulations. And it's a really heated discussion now. So there are many involved parties and uh, different viewpoints and the worries and um, anyway. And South Korea is, uh, uh, I think that is more uh, liberal compared to Europe or other countries and a little more conservative uh, compared to the United States and the Japan. And I think that by the end of this year, the government will uh, publish the guidance for the future, especially for the ChatGPT like large language models. Mm-hmm. Then is, so I think that the, uh, the Korean government and uh, all of the uh, community members like me, that will support the better uh, approaches to uh, get the better opportunities against other countries and other no, our competitors in the world. Uh, it seems that some AI specialists are really quick to say that they're skeptical about global regulation, because what if there mm-hmm. are countries like, for example, North Korea and Iran, and if they start developing mm-hmm, AI mm-hmm. at an alarming speed, mm-hmm. um, do you mm-hmm. think it is the global community's responsibility to f- maybe find those boundaries and institute regulations? Maybe it's wrong for me to ask a CEO of an AI company, but do you think there the fear is still there? Yeah, that's right. Especially for the North Korea, mm. China, mm. or Russia, it's not easy to control. You know, mm. so already it's under. Uh, you know, it's hard to communicate. Or even we, uh, how can I say, uh, made consensus in the world. Uh, you know, between big countries, uh, even for decades, like you know, uh, atomic bombs. Mm. So um, the uh, some of the people are worrying about the AI could be a kinds of atomic bombs. Mm. So it's not easy to control the for uh, uh, for some people or some countries, bad countries. Mm. 
So uh, that would uh, should be the one of the uh, important topic for the uh, uh, leaders, not only like me, but also for the politi- people, politicians, uh, mm-hmm. to make agreement and push uh, that countries or you know, people to keep the policies uh, mm-hmm. for the people and for the our human being. We appreciate the insights, Mr. Tony Lee. Uh, and mm-hmm. going forward, how can companies and scientists balance these uh, tricky AI regulations and questions around it and further technological development and innovation? It's kind of this balancing act as you move forward. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, it's a very good question, but and, and there's a hard questions. Uh, it's always it is very hard. Uh, you know the uh, you know something about the uh, balancing is uh, very hard. Anyway, AI, artificial intelligence is already having a big impact on society as well as industrial innovations. Just look at San Francisco's self-driving taxis and a lot of issues uh, nowadays, every day. Right. You know, so uh, we'll have lots of disruption and lots of experiments mm. in AI business in the next five or 10 years. And I don't think that, that those experiments should be stopped by regulatory issues. Mm. We should prepare the clear guidelines and the transparency policies uh, for and inside each AI companies, and not only you know, big tech companies, but there is so for the small, medium company like uh, you know, solos or you know, startups. And I think uh, scientists and the developers should be at the center of that. Mm. And uh, so these cases together and uh, uh, with more transparent, uh, you know, development policies and open the data and the algorithms together to reduce the uh, the worry about uh, such problems and uh, to even for to protect no, uh, something about the regulations uh, to reduce the potentials for the future. And finally, uh, what are your prospects for Korea's future of artificial intelligence? I think the answer is in the question. Of course, you would have high hopes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Simply saying, not easy. Mm-hmm. Struggle. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> but bright. So, um. You know, uh, I heard the current birth rate in South Korea is 0.7. Is uh, is extremely lowest in the world. <laughs> After 20 or 30 years, you know, we don't have babies. I mean that. Mm-hmm. Now, the uh, working age, uh, working age population will be half over this year, and the uh, the retired population so will double. So I think the uh, automation of uh, intellectual labor through artificial intelligence is an inevitable fatal for Korean or Korea. Mm. I hope and uh, I, uh, I mean that uh, I and the solos can contribute to, to these futures. And also, I believe the strengths of Korean peoples. So always uh, we try to, to find, you know, how can opportunities with our the uh, uh, working hard and you know manners and uh, how can I say collaborations. So mm, I'm very optimistic for the Korean market and the Korean uh, countries. Even we have a very big challenges. That is my saying. 
It won't be easy, but you still have hope and you believe the future is bright. <laughs> uh, that is not hope, it's a fate. <laughs> <laughs> faith that it will turn out good uh, thank yeah. you thank you so much thank you. I think that's exactly what we needed to hear Mr. Tony Lee we appreciate your insights I appreciate it I appreciate having me thank you thank you very much we spoke to Mr. Tony Lee he is the founder and CEO of Salt Looks so we heard a little bit more about his company's leading journey in the field of AI if you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.